As I get to the door, my heart is pounding, beating faster and faster. My hands are shaking. I can barely hold on to the key card. I'm scared to look over my shoulder. I finally manage to unlock and open the door. As I attempt to shut the door, the senior lawyer places his hand forcefully on the door handle and pushes it open, forcing himself inside my room. Hang on, let's take a step back. My name is Kaz, and I will be walking you through the Dear Law podcast. Dear Law is a women-led project focused on using storytelling and survivor-centered approaches. This project was inspired by the Me Too movement that prompted critical conversation towards accountability for sexual harassment. Sophia Raja Blatapen is a creator and project lead of Dear Law, advocate of the High Court of Kenya and a fierce champion for the protection of the human rights of women and girls. Sophia created this wonderful project to highlight the prevalence of sexual harassment in the workplace. It's a form of gender-based violence deeply rooted in historic power imbalances along with the male-dominated culture. The goal of the Dear Law Project is to bring to the fore and amplify the voices and collective sexual harassment experiences of women in the legal profession with a view to disrupt the normalization of sexual harassment. Just as a heads up. As this is a podcast about sexual harassment, we will be talking about a difficult subject matter that might be disturbing for some listeners. Now, where were we? Dear Law, can we talk about lawyer conferences? These happen regularly within the legal profession. Lots of legal mumbo-jumbo to talk about, exciting new developments in the law, venting about emerging jurisprudence, training on how to manage your law firm, that sort of thing. To maintain your status as a practicing advocate of the High Court of Kenya, these conferences, referred to as Continuous Professional Development or CPD seminars, are compulsory. There's just no way around them. Every seminar, depending on its intensity, the commissioning institution, and the number of days that it runs for, can get you between one and four points. You need a minimum of five points to renew your practicing certificate for the following year. As exciting as these seminars may sound, they are sometimes quite dreadful, boring even. Sitting in a packed hotel conference room downtown while listening to lawyers go on and on under poor fluorescent light just isn't appealing. So, I conjured a plan to attend a conference in Cape Town. Perfect vacation. I get to travel outside the country, learn new things, get two of the minimum five points required from CPD seminars, and go to the beach every day. The vacation plan is now underway. Change of clothes for four days and four nights? Check. Sunglasses? Check. Swimsuit? Check. I've checked in online for my flight. I'm gearing to go. The conference goes well and culminated with a group dinner for all the lawyers in attendance. At this dinner, I'm seated next to a senior lawyer and his daughter. We end up chatting quite a bit. His daughter and I bond over the fact that she was, at the time, undertaking a degree in the university where I graduated with my undergraduate law degree. 
During dinner, and while I'm bonding with his daughter, the senior lawyer sends me a text on my phone, complimenting me on my looks and stating that he was attracted to me. This message throws me off, but I shrug it off and continue the conversation like nothing happened. I don't respond to it. After dinner, we all get into the bus that is supposed to take us back to the hotel. In the bus, the senior lawyer takes it up a notch and makes a pass at me again. I try and ignore him, hoping to be saved by a random conversation with someone else. Which floor you The bus arrives at the hotel and I dash out. I walk towards the business center to check in online for my return flight the next morning and print my boarding pass. The senior lawyer followed me to the business center and lurked behind me. I asked him to leave, told him I needed some privacy, but he didn't let up. He didn't leave. After printing my boarding pass, I walked to the lift to head to my room and he got into the lift behind me. I pressed several buttons in a panic, overcome with an uncomfortable fear. I didn't want him to know which floor I was going to. I was hoping he would get off the lift before me, but he doesn't. The lift gets to my floor and I walk out. He follows behind me. At this point, I, I ask him where he's going and he says to my room. Come on, relax. I'm just walking into your room. Come on, let's go. I pick up the pace, hoping to dash to my room and quickly lock the door behind me. As I get to the door, my heart is pounding, beating faster and faster. My hands are shaking. I can barely hold on to the key card. I'm scared to look over my shoulder. I finally manage to unlock and open the door. As I attempt to shut the door, the senior lawyer places his hand forcefully on the door handle and pushes it open forcing himself inside my room. Aren't you going to invite me in? We tussle at the foyer of the room. I am begging him to leave as he puts his hands on me. Listen. Grabbing me by the waist. You need to go. Pressing his body against mine. Attempting to kiss me. He is so close to me that I can feel that he's aroused. His hard penis is pressed up against me, which makes me cringe. No, I will not, and you really need to go. At this point, I am horrified, completely overcome by fear of what may happen, but scared to scream. My thoughts playing over and over again in a timeless loop. If I scream, will anyone hear me? Will anyone believe me? I don't want to cause a scene. My resistance finally dawned on him. Please, please. No, no, I can't do And he eventually left. He didn't apologize. Please. Just left. I locked the door, bolted it with the keychain, and dragged the chair next to the study table and placed it against the door. For extra security, is what I told myself. And when that was over, I stayed in bed all night petrified, afraid to close my eyes or let my guard down. It took months
to build up the courage to report this incident to the leadership. And when I did, they said nothing could be done. That was an actual experience of a lawyer in Nairobi, read and reenacted by voice actors. In the coming episodes, we will be diving into the difference between the Sexual Harassment Employment Act and the Sexual Offences Act, shedding light on your rights in and out of the workplace. We will also be highlighting the ambiguity when it comes to consent. Do you truly know what it means? If you are a female lawyer that has encountered sexual harassment, help us tell your stories. I believe you, and your voice is powerful. We are here to amplify it. Send your anonymous letters to letters at dear-law.com and help us raise awareness on workplace-based sexual harassment and the impact on the lives of women. For details on how to frame your letter, follow at dearlaw underscore ke across all platforms or simply email a request for the letter writing brief. Stay tuned to the Dear Law podcast by subscribing to us on whatever podcast app you use. Don't forget to like and follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are at dearlaw underscore ke across the board. This podcast was made possible by Hivos and Latapen and Associates Advocates. The podcast was produced by myself, Nadia Favri, and Sankara Yambo.